This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, getting you ready for today's sports day. You know, three of the first four games have been at home, so you know, at some point in time you're going to have to venture out outside the 806, so that'll be... That'll start this week. While having a little fun along the way. Always good if you can blame it on somebody else, right? Yeah, sure. Especially some media guy. Sure. Right, some media guy. Catch the show live weekday mornings from 6 to 9 on Lubbock Sports Station. Double T 97.3. You know, one thing that I was not happy with, and, and one of the things that people were not happy with that uh, were watching and invested, and I, and I get that they have to switch to the Cowboy game, but man, I... You would think with all the channels that Fox has got and, and that and that the NFL has access to, that they would allow them to go to Fox Sports 1 or Fox Sports 2 or something uh, when a game's going into overtime so you can see the finish of the game. Because that's, that's the second week in a row that that's happened where there's been a game that I've kind of got involved in or w- kind of flipped over to see the end of and then didn't get to see the end of it. Yeah, but I mean, in, in this city, in this area of the world, 90... Oh yeah, eight percent of no, the no, people no. wanted to watch the Cowboys. Game. No, no, no. But I mean, just if you just if you want to be able to go flip yeah. back and forth, be able to watch the overtime. Just at some point in time, the NFL is going to going to do that with all these, you know, with all that Fox has or CBS has or NBC has all the extra access channels. Like, okay, if you if you want to flip to this game, you can go to the Dink right now. Yeah. I, I, that's that's fair, but I mean, I think the the local affiliate did, did the right thing. Oh I mean, yeah, yeah, no, they don't yeah. have a choice. I mean, yeah, I mean, if that was a Chiefs game, you'd be like, who cares about the Bills and Vikings? Let's get to the Chiefs. No, no, I, again, right? No, there's no, there's no question. I mean, and again, I need, I need to see that <laughs> opening kickoff. <laughs> Let me see who beats the drum. You know, um, but again, I'd have been much more willing to watch that overtime if I knew how the Cowboys are going to perform in the second half. <clears throat> well, that was the time when the Cowboys were playing well. Yeah, before the game started. <laughs> anyway, the last time they were playing well all weekend. I, I completely agree with everything that you're saying. I'm just saying it, at some at some point in time they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna figure that out. But it just it is it is what it is. We'll have uh, Red Raider basketball on the air tonight. They take on Louisiana Tech, and uh, the, this is their last home game before they will um, head to Hawaii next week. So that'll be cool for them as uh, they take on a team that uh, is coached by Talvin Hester, who used to be here at Texas Tech. Uh, Red Raiders are ranked 25th in the country. They're 2-0 and on the season. They have wins over Northwestern State and Texas Southern. Um, so haven't truly been tested yet, right? <laughs> you could say that. Truly been tested. Or it all been tested. Or it all been tested. Yeah, it all been tested. You know. They haven't even taken a quiz yet. You know, and one of the one of the guys that could have helped them be tested. You know, for Texas Southern, he got hurt. He got hurt here in uh, in Lubbock. Their big guy, their big their star player. You know, tweaked the leg or something, um, and wasn't able to play. And you know, I heard Hacks talking about him on his show this week on uh, the end of the bench, saying he'd. Really hope that he had been, could, would have been able to play just from the standpoint that you would have gotten a truer test from Texas Southern. Sure, you know, mm-hmm. um, not that not that you're looking to be <clears throat> tested, you know, in terms of taking down to the nitty gritty or the wire, but you want, certainly want to see how your team performs against you know tougher teams because clearly the schedule will start to turn here real quick, mm-hmm. like in Hawaii. 
starts to turn. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, after after this game, it'll, it'll be tougher, no doubt. So they'll play in the uh, Maui, Jim Maui Invitational. That's straight off the press release. Maui, Jim Maui. Maui, Jim Maui. <laughs> uh, they'll take on number nine, Creighton, uh, on Monday, a week from tonight. Okay, so a week from today. Big Monday early on. Big, in the yeah, season. right, right, right. <laughs> Creighton's top ten. Number nine. Yeah. Number nine. Yeah, yeah. So I knew they were close. Yeah, you don't want to, you don't want to look past Louisiana Tech, right? But you know that, that's. I'm sure that, you know, nice little trip to Hawaii probably on some guys' minds for next week would be would be my guess. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much. I don't know how much kids that age are, you know, just obsessed with going to Hawaii. But um, you would think that it, w- it would be a fun trip for those guys. Though. Yeah, surely right. the team yeah. will take them some cool places and all yeah. that good stuff. Yeah, I'm just get to go down to the beach, you know, all that kind of stuff. Probably have some. Some good food, some nice meals, you know, Hawaiian fare. Again, I, I don't know that the team's obsessed with that kind of stuff. That's that's like adult kind of stuff, right? Well, going to the beach, you mean? Going to the beach, I think is is uh, they'll be they'll be cool with that. Yeah, but like probably have some kind of thinking about kind of oh stuff. we're gonna have some Hawaiian delicacies. That's probably not <laughs> drinking twenty one uh, year old kids stuff. drinking out of a coconut or something like that. Is probably not probably not what they're gonna do. Do people really do that? Yeah, you yeah. don't. You've done that. I have not drank out of a coconut, okay. but if I were going to Hawaii and one was, I will tell you this: um, I drank out of a um, in Cabo. I drank out of a uh, pineapple. They had a pineapple drink where the guy they had these like chainsaws, and these guys were carving up uh, pineapples, and then they had some kind of drink that they put in the pineapple thing. My guess and would be something with rum. It was, it was extremely tasty. And uh, there were two things that they did. They were they were grilling up chicken by the side of the pool, and then they had these chainsaws with pineapples and drinks. And I just remember these guys were at least these chefs, long sleeve white shirts, black pants, and a chef hat. I mean, it was like hotter than blazes. And these poor guys were just I mean, they were slinging it. But that that chicken was so good, and those that pineapple drink was so good, make you want to go back. Good. Like today would make you want to go back today. Especially um, when it's cold. Yeah, right. Now, uh, Texas Tech will either play Arkansas or Louisville, uh, depending on uh, who wins and loses. That would be uh, 14. Well, it can't be Arkansas because the Arkansas is 14, so now we've got to say 14 for Arkansas, right? Right. 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 I think I lost Chuck there, Jamie. You, you, yeah, when you said 14, I was trying to figure out what you're talking about with 14. Oddly enough, we were trying to figure out what you were talking about with Arkansas. That's what I'm saying. That you, this was the game. I know that. that started I know. it all. I know. I know that. I know that. But you're you're trying to string dots together for people that maybe aren't strung together yet. A little bit too much inside. A little and, too inside. So anyway, they'll play Louisiana Tech tonight. We'll have it at six. The tips at seven. And then uh, next week they take on Creighton, and depending if they win or lose, it's uh, Arkansas or Louisville. Both. Potentially tough teams. Arkansas is a top 10 team. Louisville's not ranked right now. <sighs> Something out of the coconut would be pretty good probably right now. Probably kind of help my coffee a little bit. Okay. <laughs> okay. Your morning blend of sports. K-State 
is uh, coming off a big win over Oklahoma. Of course, the Red Raiders off their 37-34 overtime win over number 22, Texas. And humor. Sure to tell them that. You, you suggested that. <laughs> and, of course, they got a big laugh. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. Catch the show live weekdays from 6 to 9 on Double T 97.3 FM or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. Today is the 14th day of November 2022. Here is Jeff McGuire. Starting in 1957. Seemed like a fun year. Because Hank Aaron of the Milwaukee Braves wins the National League MVP. 1964 Detroit Red Wings, Gordy Howe sets an NHL record with 627 career goals. Obviously in his entire career, not in one day. That would be like, you know, impossible. That would be rough. Yep. 1979, Californians Don Baylor wins the AL MVP. I always forget how good of a baseball player he is or was when I think of how good of a broadcaster he is. Don Baylor? Don Baylor? No, I'm not Don. I'm thinking of, never mind. I'm thinking of somebody else. Never mind. Don Baylor, good baseball player. I mean, Don, he was a great baseball player. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he, I mean, not a great fielder, but a terrific, I mean, a, a guy that whose career would not have been as good if he wasn't a, a if DH. the DH didn't yeah. exist. He was but. a DH a lot that, that year for the Angels. Yeah, he was he was really good. He had, he's he's got one of my favorite batting stances to emulate. He was tough. Oh yeah, he just he, he crowded the plate and mm-hmm. leaned in and just wore it over and over again. That's that's one dude I wouldn't want to meet in a back alley. <laughs> he was a tough guy. Nineteen ninety, but very likable in my opinion. James Worthy is in Houston. He's arrested and charged with two counts of solicitation. He was sentenced to one year of probation, fined $1,000 in order to perform 40 hours of community service. Okay. <laughs> 1993. That was quite a shift. Well, you know. <laughs> Don Baylor to James Worthy. Eh. Uh, 1993. Don Schuler becomes the coach in the uh, with the most wins in NFL history. Bill Belichick's going to go buy him. Hasn't he already? Not not all time. Hmm. He went oh, by that's house. right, because uh, Shula coached for 85 years. <clears throat> that's right. Uh, 1996. Texas Rangers, Juan Gonzalez wins the American League MVP. And celebrates with his fourth marriage. <laughs> and still is <laughs> he'd yet have, to... He'd have a couple more coming. He still is yet to, to uh, accept his uh, Texas Ranger Hall of Fame induction, right? And that... Where he's, I don't think he was inducted, right? Because he, I think he was wanting. They want to. They wanted to, and yeah, they he said he to, wouldn't come. He wouldn't something. come. Yeah. So the Rangers are like, you can't find thanks, your but way. No here. thanks. Yeah. 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 No doubt. Definitely uh, sour apples between the two, at least in one direction. Yeah, I'm not sure. He wasn't what, real happy with the contract that he got offered at the end when he went to Detroit afterwards. I think it was Detroit afterwards. He was all over the place there at the end. So that. Yeah, I don't know what the, it, I guess I didn't know what the beef was there, but yeah. And in 2018, New York's pitch, New York Mets pitcher Jacob Degrom wins the National League Cy Young Award. His ten wins are the fewest ever by a Cy Young winner in a non-strike shortened season. What won it for him? His 1.70 ERA and 29 consecutive start streak. It's the longest in Major League Baseball history. All right, let me go back real quick. 
so this is a great example of you can do a lot of great things, but when you do something stupid, you get remembered for that even more. Okay. So, I mean, Juan won an MVP, right? I mean, great player. But I think of Juan Gonzalez. I laugh about the fact that he's been married five or six times. And I think about the one time where the official score for the Rangers didn't give him a hit on a questionable ball. And in his next at-bat, he rips a single up the middle, and he's running up the first baseline. He's turning and looking towards the press box, yelling, you know, like pointing at the guy, like, don't give me a hit on that one, or you better give me a hit on... I mean, like, like what a child. You know, what a mm-hmm. petulant child. And how stupid he looked doing that. And, I mean, those are the things I remember about Juan Gonzalez. Which is sad, because he was a great player. Great player. Really, really good hitter. Yeah. But acted like a fool, and that's what I remember about him. He's got a lot of company in that manner. That's (laughs) totally fair. (laughs) Totally fair. (laughs) Yeah. Completely fair. Yeah. It is National Homemade Guacamole Day. Uh, You know, I'm I'm just not... I'm not always in on the guac. I have to be is, in a kind of a special kind of mood for the for the guac. Is there a buy at the store guacamole? I'm day? sure there is somewhere. <laughs> um, it's also just <laughs> just at the grocery store that, guacamole day. I got, I got. I'm guessing with it being homemade guac. It's also a day that I can't enjoy either. National Pickle Appreciation Day. So, yeah, I'm just going to stay home and not do anything with food. That's really what it is. I'm a fan of the pickle, but I know Jamie's not. I mean, a lot of people are. It's not, it's, you know, not one of my favorites, but yeah, it's a pretty popular item, obviously. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Happy birthday to King Charles III, who's 74. Uh, Composer Yanni is 68. Josh Demel, 50. Uh, Francisco Lindor's 29. Patrick uh, Warburton is 58. Uh, Devontae Smith is 25. Kyle Orton, 41. And Kurt Schilling is 57. And on this day in 1970, a chartered jet carrying most of the Marshall University football team clips a strand of trees and crashes into the hillside just two miles from the Tri-State Airport in Canova, West Virginia, killing everyone on board. The team was returning from a day's game of a 17-14 loss to East Carolina University. 37 Marshall football players were aboard the plane along with the team's coach, its doctors, the university athletic director, and 25 team boosters, some of them uh, of the Huntington, West Virginia's most prominent citizens who Mm -hmm. had traveled to North Carolina to cheer for the thundering herd. The whole fabric, a citizen of Huntington uh, wrote later, the whole heart of our town was on board. Leading to eventually one of the few movies I like with a certain Texas Longhorn fan, uh, and We Are Marshall, which is a really good movie, and that is the Stan Sports History. I I can't stand the whole Longhorn thing, but I think McConaughey's great. I, I mean, in I that love movie, that. I, yeah. no, I, I mean as an actor. Okay, I mean I enjoy a bunch of stuff that mm-hmm. he does. I I mean I really like that movie too, but um, yeah, I I can totally separate the Longhorn when he's in when he's acting in in him. Sure, I, I separate. It's got to be a good movie for me to do. I can do it. It just got to be a really good movie. How that's about, a really good. How movie. About that's a Rain, really good movie. How about Rain of Fire? 
It's another one of my favorite McConaughey's where he's fighting dragons. It takes some time. It's a really good one. I love it. You're listening to the Morning Drive Podcast from Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3, recapping the night that was in the world of sports. A little bit later on tonight, uh, we'll have uh, the Astros and the Diamondbacks. That'll be at 8. And then the Rangers playing at Seattle uh, tonight. And also bringing some humor to your day. Was it pretty big? Yeah. I mean, it was impressive. It's, yeah. Was it fascinating? It was. I thought it was fascinating. It kind of smelled, but I mean. <laughs> Hear the show live weekday mornings at 6 on Double T 97.3 or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. Thank you for being with us today. Your thoughts, comments, Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to DoubleT97.3.com for that or the morning mobile app. Mobile app is uh, presented by Happy State Bank. Benchmark Hotline is open as well. Uh, this is from South Texas Ambassador Preston. Good morning, guys. Just want to say you had 34 carries distributed between your running backs when you have 30 plus carries a game you're 5 and 0 on the season bottom line run the ball and give your best players on offense and you're successful run the dang ball I'm not going to argue there yeah is I mean if you're having a day mm-hmm. uh, I mean you're you can have that game plan all you want but if your offensive line is not creating openings and and the defensive front is shutting them down you have to do something different I totally get that um, I, I, you didn't, you didn't have that problem this week. You were able, you were able to get work done with, um, with your offensive line against their defensive front running the football. So, uh, good work by coach Kitley and, um, good work by the offensive line. I mean, we've been rough on them at times and mm-hmm. feels like they played pretty well. Obviously not one of the tougher defenses in the league. We get it. We, we said that coming into the game. That's why I felt like you had a really good chance to win the game. Um, but, um, no, I thought the O-line did a great job. Uh, he did say after the game that he felt like just right then and there that he felt like that that was the offensive line's best game. Okay. Well. And um, he also said that uh, Jacoby Jackson is now the right guard. He said that uh, Landon Peterson, they're going to shut him down. Uh, he's got a problem with his shoulder, may require surgery, but they don't want to hurt it anymore, and he's got a lot of football left in front of him. Um, and then they were happy to have Monroe Mills back uh, on the offensive line uh, as well. So um, there you go. Uh, lots uh, that took uh, took place there on that offensive line. All right, the uh, the news on Tyree Wilson. Boy, this is that was really 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 disappointing, and uh, you could see devastating uh, for him uh, when he went out, and then uh, knowing that uh, he wasn't going to play in the second half, and even even maybe there's even more that he'll miss with regard to this season. Here's uh, Joey McGuire after the game uh, with an update on Tyree Wilson. Now we, we x-rayed, um, you know, his foot just to make sure, you know, no, nothing crazy happened. Uh, everything really wasn't clear. It was enough to where we weren't going to put him back in the game. We put him in a boot. Uh, I think we'll x-ray again tomorrow, you know, um, it, it really kind of see where it's at. Uh, hopefully he's okay. Um, Man, I, if he's not, man, it's going to be really tough for, for us and that kid. He is, uh, he is everything you want uh, in a football player, um, not just talent-wise, but just who he is and how much he cares about this team. So we'll get another look at it tomorrow um, to see, you know, uh, stress fracture, if there's a fracture, if it's an ankle, you know, exactly what all it is. <clears throat> and then 
you know, with that happening, you probably, especially him not going back in the game, you probably expect him not to play next week um, either way. And uh, so we'll have to shuffle some people around. But I was really proud of, uh, you know, Josiah. Uh, Pierre and, and Joseph Adetere and Isaac Smith came in and, you know, played played really well in the fourth quarter. For- so, you know, it does not sound like good news. He was asked uh, later on in the press conference on Saturday night uh, if the x-rays showed anything further. And he said that he had not talked to uh, the trainer at that point in time. And that basically in his mindset, once he's told that a player isn't available for the remainder of the game, he, at that moment, just says to himself, "Okay, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna worry about who's available, and not necessarily what is wrong with him at the present time." So, you know, and if if uh, if there was more there that was known on Saturday night, that that's that's the extent of what he revealed. But you got the impression just in hearing Chris Level on on uh, Double T ninety seven three on Saturday night talking about the number of players that were coming up to Tyree and talking to him and and Chris said that you know Tyree wasn't handling it well meaning he was just emotional or upset or not you know just you could tell that there was something maybe a little bit more wrong with his foot than just a sprain yeah but as coach McGuire I mean that that all may be 100% fair and accurate and all that and I, I don't I don't doubt any of that but at the same time if if what Coach McGuire says is true and, and how much that guy loves playing and how much he loves the team, I mean, he could have been really disappointed that sure. he wasn't in for the rest of the second and, half. And he, and he talked about that, too. Yeah. And he, he mentioned that as well, that he wanted to go back in but you know, and wanted to play, but understood that. But he, he, he but you did think talk that about it, his love for the game. There's no question he talked about but that. But you think that if, if he was wanting to go back in, that they weren't telling him, ah, oh, you're, you're probably done for the season. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't. He would know. think. Well, he would have been like, "All right, well, in that case, well, let me get back in this game." <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I, I just think there was, you know, and again, I, again, you might be one hundred percent right, and and I think what what Chris Level is talking about there, and you see a guy's disappointment, and you see the the teammates coming up to him, but I, I think that could be taken differently, sure. right? Two different that, ways. Yeah, and just so you just don't know until until yeah. that X ray that came through and maybe had to do an MRI or anything like that. But, you know, the, the thing, too, for him is, you know, he's kind of worked his way into probably being a, a top 15 or even maybe higher draft choice. I don't, I don't think this will hurt it. No, no, but you, yeah. don't, want to, you don't want to hurt him further. Sure, you know, sure, that, absolutely that, right. That's, that's, that was my point. You don't want to hurt him, hurt him any further than, than that. Uh, 721 this morning here on the morning drive. One of the – maybe one of the key plays of the ball game – uh, Jamie was uh, the interception by Kosai Eldridge right before the half. And Coach McGuire talked about that after the game, saying that was a big momentum swing. He said, you know, we had lost momentum at that point in time. But the, uh, you know, the interception by Eldridge. And then, and, and we had talked about and this. And just terrible pass. I mean, if he doesn't pick it off, Dunlap is going to pick it off. I mean, he just throws it into a group of three Red Raiders. I mean, just a horrendous pass. And and then we had talked about Trey Cleveland playing this week and that he's kind of had this knack for a big play and an explosive play, and he gets one, you know, right before the half on a catch that mm-hmm. sets up the, the field goal by Trey Wolf. Sure. So you felt like felt like that you had, uh, had momentum going in, certainly had excitement going in, and then, you know, KU gets the ball to start the, the third quarter, they go on a long drive, and then Another get forced 
forced him to kick a field goal and it hits the upright again. So mm-hmm. you, you had a lot of positive things happening right there. Boom, boom, end of the half, and then start of the start of the half, uh, second half as well. Yeah, I mean, we talk about when will the Red Raiders finally catch a break here, or there, or whatever. I mean, two balls that go off the upright that have a chance to go in, neither one of them do. So I felt like you caught a couple breaks there, and I, and I agree that the Eldridge interception, which led to the field goal to end the half, was, I mean, those were, uh, that, that was huge momentum shift right there. You still were only up six, so you couldn't be uber confident or whatever, knowing mm-hmm. that Kansas was going to have the ball and a chance to take the lead for the first time in the game. But uh, that was that was that was huge. That was a, a good finish to the to the half by the Red Raiders. Really good. Seven twenty three this morning here uh, on the morning drive. Here is uh, Coach McGuire. Now I just don't want to get to that just just quite yet. Um, <laughs> well, I, I think I do have time. So let me let me let me get to this because the defense in the first half. Wasn't just tremendous, but I thought that they made some adjustments and settled down, and he talks about that as well, in addition to how they just gave up those explosive plays uh, in the first half. And when you give up 525 yards, you go, wow, defense. But I think the defense locked in when they needed to. So we'll get uh, we'll get his thoughts on that a little bit later this morning here on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97. Getting your sports day started the right way. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, breaking down the biggest games. If Texas Tech does not win the Big 12 Football Conference, who are you rooting for to win the conference if Tech does not win it this year? Well, busting some chops along the way. I hold back on sending you stuff. I mean, I'm very, very, very judicious. We spend three hours a day, five right? days a week together. Why yeah. do, Why would yeah. we need to communicate during the weekends? <laughs> right. Save we it for the show. We, we, save, we do. We save it for the show. Tune into the Morning Drive Live weekdays from 6 to 9 on Lubbock Sports Station. Double T 97.3. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. All right, what you got for us on this fine Monday for our fine listening audience and for Jeff and myself? All right, it's a victory Monday, so I'm going <laughs> to ask you a question. Why is that funny? Because <laughs> okay. that's kind of a cowboy thing. We've kind of, I mean, that's Brad Sham thing, but it's just kind of made me laugh a little, chuckle a little bit. Uh, yeah, we noticed. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's good. Okay. Uh, so I, wa- I want to stay on the uh, positive side of things, which sure. would make sense for the Red Raiders. Mm-hmm. So my question to you today is, who gets the game ball from Saturday's game if you're handing one out? Me? I'm handing it to uh, Tyler Shuck because I, I thought that uh, he was calm, cool, collected. I thought he was uh, – you, you remember the movie Heaven Can Wait? Um, that it, Basically, the, the quarterback uh, dies on the sideline and, and then it basically kind of – has to wait for somebody else to die because that was a mistake. He dies in a bicycle accident, and it was a mistake. He wasn't supposed to die. And then he he be, he's able to get into somebody else's body, and he trains that body to, to become a starting quarterback. And basically, it kind of reminded me of that in that um, the quarterback that uh, Shuck was versus TCU was not the quarterback that he was versus uh, KU. And this looked like he had was a completely different person and a completely different quarterback. It's almost kind of like the guy that was there before was not there anymore, and now you've got this guy. And I thought that he, I thought that he was the reason why you won the football game. The way that he 
handled himself, the way that he ran the football, the way he threw the football. I mean, you could say, okay, it wasn't spectacular, but to me, he gets the game ball. Okay. Chuck's a good answer. Uh, and had he not said Chuck, I probably would have. But to throw a different guy out there. Ball marked at the 41, a 51-yard <laughs> try. Plenty long. And it is good. Trey Wolf nails the field goal as time runs out to end the half. And the Red Raiders will go to the locker room with a six-point lead, 27-21. 51-yard field goal at the end of half after a timeout was called where he missed the kick, which is why I never want to call a timeout there if I'm a coach. Do it well before he kicks the ball. Uh, I mean, he made three clutch field goals in this game that you needed. That deserves a ball. Okay. I, I, I can buy into that. I can buy into that. And plus, mm-hmm. he... I don't think they had a return on him either. Did, he did a good job, no doubt. And and again, as we talked about earlier, I thought that the field goal right before half, Eldridge's pick that led to the field goal right before half was was some really good momentum swing there mm-hmm. for the Red Raiders. So I, w- I was a fan of that. So <laughs> I can buy into that. I'm going – I'm not giving it to a player. I'm giving it to Zach Kitley. I love the way you stuck running the football in this game, Okay. Um, I don't think you could see you were you were able to create running lanes up front for your for your backs and for your quarterback, not just your running backs. And I, I mean, sometimes I think offensive coordinators outthink try to uh, try to outthink themselves, and you didn't do that. You used three running backs that I thought all looked good. Um, you didn't use Sir Roderick a ton for whatever reason. I thought Valdez looked good. Thought Taj looked good. Sir Roderick obviously had a really big run as well. And then Tyler Shuck ran the ball well also. Mm-hmm. So I thought the game plan that protected Tyler Shuck a little bit in some of his in, you know inefficiencies or whatever, uh, I, th- I thought it was really good. It, it was, you know, put in place towards his strengths. And I, I thought Tyler showed good stuff, and uh, I thought Coach Kitley had him really prepared for that Kansas defense. And um, I, I just I thought he called a really good game. I okay. think that he's taken a, a good amount of criticism this year. Some of it I think fair, some of it I think not fair. Um, but I I thought that was a, a really good game plan there on Saturday, and and kudos to the offense for executing it. Okay. Uh, it's fun how like things on the offensive side of the ball can look good when your offensive line plays well. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe that's where a, a pick should have gone to the offensive line. Could have been, yeah. You know, when you run the ball like you do, when you see your quarterback only get sacked once, mm-hmm. and you have that much success running the football, maybe the offensive line should have gotten it. Yeah, maybe so. Uh, Trey Wolf had four touchbacks. He did have three kickoff returns. A couple of them, a couple guys mentioned that. Three for 36 yards. You know, my heaven can wait analogy was probably a little bit of a stretch. <clears throat> but I just thought he looked like a completely different quarterback. And I've been thinking about that this weekend going, you know, he just kind of reminded me of that movie. Mm. You ever see that movie? I don't know the movie. Okay, that's okay. Jeff, you've seen it. Like in bits and pieces over like a 10-year window, I think. Yeah. Where I've probably seen it all. Mm-hmm. Like as you're describing, it's like, oh yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah. I don't remember what happened next I in the movie. I probably should have just kept that. I probably should have kept that analogy to myself. Mm-hmm. No, uh, so, no, then I wouldn't have gotten a promo out of today's so, show. Somebody says the look on Jamie's face while Chuck was explaining how Tyler Chuck died and came back, and someone else's body was priceless. <laughs> <laughs> just, 
That's that <clears throat> in a nutshell. Um, it was not. It his, wasn't my best. It was not as entertaining as last week's comparison between Bryson Williams and Davion Hampton. <laughs> Davion. Davion. Yeah. D- Davion, um, whatever his name is. Yeah. 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 Probably yeah. so. <sighs> PJ wants to know when's the last time we had four guys with 50 more yards rushing? I don't know. Um, I'm willing to bet Spike Dykes was the coach. I was really, uh, Kobe says this, yep. I was really proud, ran the ball, quarterback played well, won the t- turnover battle. Yeah. Uh, this, it was great seeing Shuck play with confidence. So I'd like to see him get the start this this week because I think his experience would be valuable against the Iowa State Har- defense. Harmon, not Hampton. Yeah. I'm sorry. My bad. Uh, give Morton another week to heal, then bring him back for OU. I kind of think, don't you think Tyler Shuck's the starting quarterback right now for Iowa State? Regardless of Baron Morton's health? And, and if Baron Morton is 100%, he's my starting quarterback. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't think – I think Tyler played well. Okay. Okay. I, I just don't think he has the explosive upside that Baron Morton has. Okay. Now, I will say this. We're going against the cloud. Right. It's like Okay. It's the like best this. defense in the conference. Mm-hmm. Does that mean you want a guy with more experience? Is that better? Again, I think sometimes we talk about Tyler Shuck and his experience, like he started for four years. I mean, he's played what now? Six games in the yeah. last two no, years. That, that's a fair okay. point. Okay. I mean, he wasn't a full-time starter at Oregon the first couple of years he was there. And so he probably has four or five more starts than Barron, but... I don't know. You you could talk me into Tyler for this week because of mm-hmm. how tough the defense is going to be, but Bear Morton's healthy. He's my quarterback. Okay. You're tuned in to the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3, recapping the night that was in the world of sports. That's not to say that they don't respect the run game that you have, but you're talking about one quarterback leading the, the conference in passing so far this year. And remember, he didn't start the first game. Right. still play a lot though and also bringing some humor to your day I, I just don't want to disappoint you I just as much as I disappoint you I don't want to disappoint you in some things that you expect from me hear the show live weekday mornings at 6 on Double T 97.3 or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app Jamie Lent and Jeff McGuire I'm Chuck Hines it's a victory Monday right we won so I'm going to call it that yeah, yeah we can we can take that from uh Take that from uh, Brad Sham and the Cowboys. They are not using that today. They are not. <laughs> so, so, so we're allowed to borrow it's, it. It's, we're not giving it back. It's uh, the Cowboys have the Vikings next week, right? This or this week? Yeah, now. in uh, in Minnesota. So Vikings coming off a thrilling victory over the Buffalo Bills in overtime. Hmm. Cowboys coming off of a thrilling loss to the Green Bay Packers in uh, in overtime. That was it's thrilling loss. I was trying to be funny. <laughs> Missed. <laughs> I mean, you're looking up in the dictionary uh, how to beat yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, exhibit A: Buffalo versus Minnesota. Yesterday. There's no doubt. Yeah. yeah there's, there's exhibit A. There's uh, there's no no question about it. Uh, Clay. Is and now a- you understand why Bills fans are crazy people. This Bills Mafia thing. They're mm-hmm. just crazy people. Is because the Bills have made them unstable. <laughs> They've done this to you, right? Unstable. What inspired you to be a Bills fan? 
I had a, a little, uh, I had an aunt that um, bought a Bills outfit. I actually left the hospital wearing Bills a Bills outfit. Okay. Yeah. So I've been a Bills fan ever since. <laughs> And so maybe that makes me really stubborn that, you know, we talked about earlier about coaches, Mm -hmm. you know, being able to make adjustments and evolve. Mm -hmm. I never evolved as an NFL fan. Apparently I just, you know, because the smarter choice would have been pick another franchise that, you know, (laughs) doesn't doesn't make their fans lose their minds. Did your parents look at that as a blessing or a curse that you left the hospital in a Bill's outfit? I don't think they cared. Is it a onesie? Did it have footies? Was it footies too? I don't think it had footies. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. No, no footies. I think, think it was a onesie, though. <laughs> it was a onesie. I would assume so. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, just mm-hmm. thought I'd, thought I'd throw, throw that out to you. Mm-hmm. You a, just want to picture Jamie in a onesie. We understand. No, I really don't want to picture Jamie in a, in a, in a onesie. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Coach Joey McGuire um, on his, uh, on his football team. Let's, Let's talk. Uh, let's let's get a little get a little something from him on uh, on his Texas Tech defense. The first half, and look, you give up 525 yards, you can go, man. There was there was a lot that you like, but they were explosive. Ku was uh, that's as explosive an offense as I think as I've ever seen uh, from that from that team going even back to the to the 70s. Just have not been the skill position like at quarterback and especially. Uh, the running back and and what they did on fourth and one and you know getting into the kid that helped them beat Texas, yeah, um, fat boy touchdown gotta love it. Yeah, it was I'm just disappointed one. we didn't get one late in the game <laughs> right. from Jalen Hutchins. <laughs> right. Was it Hutchins or Bradford that scooped that? Hutchins, right? Hutchins, yeah, yeah. that scooped that up. Yeah. yeah, he was he was prepared to run with it though. I he, know, man. I bet taking, you he was going to have a good celebration day too. He was taking steps with it. I almost uh, thought that maybe they would reward him like uh, you know Coach McGuire had talked about during his coaches show on Thursday because. Um, you know, he had slipped a slipped a note in. Hey, why don't you let me run? I don't think that would be the time to be messing around. <laughs> probably with not. Giving a probably not. Giving a defensive tackle the football. <laughs> probably That's... probably not. But anyway, here's uh, Coach McGuire on the uh, Texas Tech defense in the first half, and then a little bit about what they did and how they settled down in the second. You know, uh, very frustrating. Uh, if you were on the headsets in the first half, man, it was uh, it was something on the defensive side of the ball because it's very frustrating because you know we. We lost some eye discipline and uh, gave up some big plays and, you know, lost the edge. And that, that's something we haven't done. You know, that's one thing, you know, defensively. Um, we, we've set edges and we've, we've really, you know, for, for the last three or four games, our eyes have been in good places. Um, that, that third quarter, I think, you know, Tim did a good job of just settling our guys down at halftime, uh, really going back to some base calls to allow them to play fast and uh, get lined up. And, and, you know, and then we were able to pressure the quarterback some in that third quarter and really pressure the quarterback in the fourth quarter. And, uh, and they were able to do that. And then, you know, the defense, you know, got that big uh, interception with Kosai Eldridge there to end the first half. And then, Jamie, I don't know where it was specifically in the game, but it was on the same, same series where um, you had Malik Dunlap on one side of the ball, on one side of the field, deflect a pass. And then Taylor Dadrian uh, Taylor Dadrian Taylor Demerson did it on the opposite side of the field. It was like on the same possession, but both those guys do a really good job of deflections uh, in the mm-hmm. Big Twelve. And you, 
And, and you saw, we saw some of that on uh, Saturday night. So it, Yeah, I think Demerson's on fourth down. That was in the first half, wasn't it? If I'm memory, remembering correctly. Might, it might have been. It I was, did not go it was back on the west side of the field. Yeah, there was one on the west side, and then Malik Dunlap had one on, on my side of the field. Yeah, that was on the east side. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure that was in the first half. Okay, that was that helped you build the seventeen to seven. Lead. Seventeen to seven lead. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, no, uh, they those those guys played played decent. They they made some breaks on the ball. Obviously, the the big play early on to their fullback was. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know what? I I. Uh, Clearly, the dude was wide open, and actually had two guys that were wide open right over there. Mm-hmm. Um, a fourth and one, I almost like. There's part of me that's like, I get it, I understand. They were doing everything they could, sure, fourth and inches, yeah. yeah, to stop the run there. And credit uh, KU for execute. I mean, it was perfect pass, and the big guy caught it on the run. I mean, it couldn't have been thrown any better. But boy, the one that uh, speaking of Taylor Demerson and doing good things, boy, the one early on in the second half, the, just right over the middle, that it should have been a pick. Mm-hmm. I mean, was disappointed that we didn't pull that one in because that would have been a big play early on in the second half, mm-hmm. where he looked like he just kind of mistimed his jump a little bit, and that's one of those plays where you go, great defensive back. That's why he doesn't play wide receiver. <laughs> 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 you know, there's, there's, there's. great athlete made a good break on the ball he got his hands in the right place and did not catch it yeah yeah uh, I'll, I'll say this you know when when you're up 36 to 28 uh this is uh KU's got the ball uh first and 10 from their own 25 this is when uh, bean gets sacked and then is fumbled there was a guy downfield that was wide, wide open. I mean, there wasn't anybody within 30 yards of him. But yeah, but the, when you put pressure on a absolutely. guy and you're making him move out of the pocket, mm-hmm. it's difficult sometimes to find those guys. And maybe he saw him and was trying to get set, but he could he could never get set to be able to throw the ball that far because he was going to have to heave it about 50 yards. Yeah. But, boy, if he could have gotten it to him, they would have been lining up for a two-point conversion. But he did not, did not get to him. You've been listening to the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. For more from Lubbock Sports Station, go to double T 973.com.